in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here. So grab your assigned seat, sit back, and enjoy this week's top 10. Brought to you by the Schmoes No Network. Take it away, boys. All right, welcome everybody to the final episode of the of our, week of the week of our week long series of uh, recap and review of films from December uh, that we missed for a number of reasons, um, but we're here now and we're doing it. And I'm a little exhausted, but let's well, talk about it. You are, yeah, I am, John Roca. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt Nose. This is the top ten, top ten show. Uh, <coughs> And today we're doing the hateful. We're doing eight. the hateful eight. Right on. It's a good one to end on. Yeah. Right. This I'm glad we that we got certain ones done for the yes. beginning part of the week. I like doing big short last one. Yeah. And then now we'll do hateful eight, and it ends kind of fun actually. Yeah. Um, and what a great show we had yesterday. Our top ten show. Oh, it was it. phenomenal, wasn't it? I think honestly, <laughs> it's one of our best. It's one of our best. I'm so impressed right now. Having re-listened to it for a third time. At least for a third time. And then I put it on and fell asleep to it. <laughs> <clears throat> it was beautiful. I, I cried in my sleep. <laughs> so good. Can't even remember what's releasing next. I think, okay, yeah. yeah. I know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least what we talked about. What a great topic. I'm totally fine with it. It's such an awesome topic. Phenomenal topic. <laughs> and I got to tip my cap to you because you're the one that came up with Please. it. I thank you for that. Yeah, every once in a while. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Gorgeous. Well, I can tell as soon as you send it to me, it's yeah. like, this is going to be such a fun conversation. Totally. That we're going to have the time of our lives <laughs> talking about this. So many good movies. So many great movies. So, uh, so looking forward to re listening again today. I got to drive somewhere. It's going to take me at least a half hour. So yeah. I'll bang out. Oh, you know. perfect. At least the first part of it. <laughs> well, yeah. the first the first quarter of it. Sure. First we quarter, also it had was, a lot of fun. We yeah. recorded a really long I way. had no idea it was going to be four hours. That's a hell of a show. Four hours. Beautiful. <laughs> four hour show. <laughs> anyway, hateful eight. Um, yeah, what'd you think? Uh, absolutely loved it. Seen it twice now. I saw it a regular, and then I saw it at the seventy millimeter, 70 millimeter road show with the overture and the intermission and all that jazz, <clears throat> and a little bit of the extra footage that they have there. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, and uh, I got so much more enjoyment out of the places that Tarantino went with the film than I anticipated. Um, every time I walk into a Tarantino film, I'm just like, I'm like a kid in Christmas. I'm just like, what's he going to come up with? What's he going to do? Because he almost never strikes a wrong note with me when in any of his films. Um, except when he casts himself into smaller roles. That usually takes me out of the film sometimes. See, I loved it, I loved it in Django. You really did? He's yeah. so bad, that accent. Because, because he blows himself up. Well, sure. I mean, that, that's great. a great point. You're it's right. Great. You're right. He, it's a very minimal part. Yes. He only has a couple lines. Right. And then he blows himself up. <laughs> that's a great cameo. A if, you're gonna, if you're going to give yourself dialogue and then you do that, yeah. I love you. I love you. I mean, Pulp Fiction is the longest yeah. and... And it's arguably, actually some good acting. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Uh, well, just for... It's when he was still trying to be an actor. Okay. Yeah. 
So. I didn't realize that. Well, that's true. Pulp was before he became mm-hmm. Quentin. Mm-hmm. He's so, still trying to be an actor. Yeah, why I mean, not why bring put himself, himself in there? That's why he put himself in Reservoir. He killed himself off, but he put himself in Reservoir with legitimate interaction with the other actors. He was still he was trying to be kind of an actor director. Uh, but then eventually he just walked away because he was in other films too. He was in some yeah. weird supernatural film that I can't remember right now off the top of my head about some thing in a pool. So I can't remember what the fuck the name of that film was. But yeah, he was in it. So yeah, he tried to be an actor while he was still becoming a filmmaker, and then he became Quentin, and then it was game over. Yeah, but I, I, he made the wise decision. Yes, agreed by a thousand percent. He made the wise yeah. decision. Yes, he did. Um, what did you think? <laughs> I, I liked it. Um, Oh, is this another one of those liked it but didn't quite get there for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we talked about it before. I thought the first, I think it's like 56 mm-hmm. to 7 minutes, mm-hmm. it takes a while as he slowly kind of rolls into the story. Yeah. So this is one of those where p- some people are saying we need to cut the Revenant down. Oh, by the way, spoilers. Oh, yeah. There's spoilers all spoilers. over this. We should let you know. <clears throat> um, some people thought the Revenant should be cut down. With the exception of what we talked about, like for me, the horse scene, yeah. took that out. That's fine. That saves you eight minutes but it doesn't cut the overall. Yeah. I think we could have cut down a lot on the opening of this. I don't know where. I'd have to go back and rewatch it yeah. again. Yeah. But just be like, let's build into this a little quick. But it's my own personal right. opinion, and my opinion is just one in a, a sea of people that loved it. Sure. But once it kind of made the turn, I so fucking loved yeah. the living shit out of a lot of things that I, I felt you know were holding me back from loving it early on. Didn't care, loved the fact that on some degree, they took the time to yeah. build the characters. But what I said in the 2015, like somehow everybody is like famous. Yeah. So it's all these known quantities in the old West, which right. that shit does not happen. Right. I mean, there's like three famous people in the old, but yeah, <laughs> wild Bill Hickok, fucking Kit Carson. Yeah. Like you're clutching at straws after that. White Earp, maybe White Earp. White Earp. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it depends on when this is for some reason it predates right. White Earp in my head. Yeah, I think like, so. This is even a little bit before that. Well, it's right after... It's the, more like a, just post-Revenant kind of time. Well, it's right head. after Civil War. Yeah. So you get that vibe. You definitely get that vibe. And there's been enough of a break since the Civil War. Uh, yeah, but a general is still alive wearing his uniform. Right, so he is. But and, he couldn't command at his age a, no, a battalion. But So it's probably a 10, 20 years after. If he war. was a general, those were all old men for the most part yes. in the Civil War, especially on the southern side. There was a ton of old men generals. Right. So oh, yes, this is generals, probably, yes, yeah, yes, yes, this yes. is probably, you know, 15, 20 years later. Yeah, that's or what something. it feels like. It feels like 20 Sam years Jackson later. is still carrying it, and he's, yeah. in the context of the film, I got to assume he's in his 50s. Yeah. That's what he seems more like. And he's wearing the jacket, the Union jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't seem as old, obviously, as the general, and he would right. have been a younger man because he was, you know, a, a part of the side that got mowed down by that general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's still kind of, yeah, those sentiments are still fresh. Yeah, yeah once it built, it, it's basically it was just like the build for me. I was like, where are we going? I don't understand. Yeah. And then after the twist, I was like, don't care that I didn't, didn't understand before, and I love this that after yeah. the 50, like, seven-minute mark or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I might just pick up there in the future and just be like, this is my favorite part of this movie, and I will right. watch this section, which is still two hours long, or a buck 45. I'll still watch the living shit out of that and love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. I, I, when I go into a Tarantino film, I know that I am strapping in for a ride. And so I'm trusting that he's going to take me somewhere, and he's almost never let me down. And so I, I, don't ha- I didn't have a problem with it at all. I love... 
<clears throat> I love his homages to the. This is what he was doing with that first fifty minutes. Is basically his homage to the old uh, kind of underground seventies westerns and sixties, late sixties, seventies westerns, kind of the neo westerns that were more like. You had the the um, the score that was too loud. You had the you know the overdone images of like the Christ in the wood. It made you feel really uncomfortable. You had those great, weird though. cuts. Yeah, it was and the mood that he sets up in that opening. That's what I'm saying. Just still shots of right. things are going on, but not really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you have the the, the conversation between uh, uh, Sam Jackson and Kurt Russell. And, that's that's all enjoyable, and that's in the first fifty minutes. All of that is enjoyable. The Walt Goggins stuff is enjoyable. But so I for think me, I and the and, I need to rewatch it again because I think I'll appreciate it more now, yeah. knowing where it goes. Oh right, okay. Because okay. it started with the strong uh, music and the cinematic, like kind of stark images. Yeah, I thought it was going a certain way. Okay, and then it just got into this. I don't know, just too much monologuing for me between the characters because I didn't know who the characters were at that point. Right, so it was just like. I don't care enough about you to listen to you drone on about your political side. Like yeah. you're, you're, you know, kind of a stereotype of that character. So I already understand the character, mm-hmm. but it's not knowing where it goes that led me to that. I don't want to say frustration, mm-hmm. but I guess impatience with the let's fucking get to it. Yeah. And then when Kurt Russell shows up and basically just starts interviewing everybody yeah. to get their entire backstory. Just like okay, it just I was like, God damn it! Let, why why won't you do it contextually like you'll do in other films? Yeah. Of just kind of let the characters as they interact, you figure out who is who, right? Instead of just walking up and be like, "Who is this mean cuss <laughs> sitting right here?" You know, whittling himself a pistol. Right. You're like whittling a pistol. Yeah, this guy's a badass. I just I that 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 part to me maybe I would I'm still I don't know that I'll be a fan of. Okay. See, I didn't, I didn't mind because I thought the first fifteen minutes really did establish Kurt Russell's character, and I think a part of it is seeing Kurt Russell again in the lead part in a feature film. So that for me, I was so happy to see that with the handle, with the huge ass mustache or whatever he's wearing, and you get a glimpse into his character throughout the whole thing. First of all, he's ruthless in the way he treats Daisy, uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh's character, but then he has this weird kind of reverence for Samuel Jackson. But he's also he's also going to control every situation he's in. He makes him put the guns on the rock. He you know makes him show him the papers of the bounty of the yeah. people that he has there. He tells Ob what to do and to hold on and all this kind of jazz. And everything is on his terms. So you get that from him. Whereas Samuel Jackson understand you understand this is a black man operating in a multi in a, in a very white world at that time, and he is adapting and adjusting with his kind of easier going demeanor. Like, I, I'm just telling you the truth and this and that. And he gets into and he eventually finds his way in there. And then you get Daisy, who is tough as nails. Just that whole sequence where she gets hit by him, by uh, Kurt Russell in the mouth and, and her smiling up at uh, at Sam Jackson kind of and winking, kind of let him know, like, where she belongs. And her shooting her mouth off, calling him the N-word constantly, you know. And then you have Goggins come in, who kind of unsettles the whole thing with his view on the war on the civil war from the south yeah and even throws in this kind of like topical nowadays well, thing about the washington dc papers because he's appealing mm. to kurt russell and or the hangman right. and daisy right as white people right just being like whatever our differences aside yeah we can all agree that we hate this guy right <laughs> right hate the black just guy. like right. he's operating as if it's an understood you in a yeah. conversation when it's just fully implied and everybody right. agrees Contextually, that's clearly yes. We're all on the same page. Right, right, right. And when he doesn't even get that, when he goes to the the fake sleep, I'm just yeah. gonna take a nap, kind of thing. <laughs> Put his hat down. Yeah, that's smart. 
Right. De-escalate as quickly as you can because you are now, you can't fight a multi-front war. Right. The kid's a survivor. That's what you get yeah. the vibe from. They're them, all right? survivors. Yeah, right. In a certain way. But they all have a way of surviving, right? And whereas Sam's is more of an easygoing kind of surveying the situation, always being ready. Kurt's more like, I need to control everything that's happening. Goggins is more like, I'm just going to slide in. And he's almost like the Tim Tim Roth character or... Or Steve Buscemi character, rather, in Reservoir Dogs. It's very similar. There were a lot of echoes of Reservoir Dogs for me in this whole film. I thought it was a way of him going back to that original, and everyone's in one room. Well, see the, no one knows who's, who's, who's the, but the, the fuck tw- them over. The twist on Goggins, because he yeah. is like that so much throughout. Yeah. And he does that so excellently. Right. He should have been nominated. I agree. From this film. Completely. Yeah. He should have been, because he is... Anytime, like he, he'll attack, yeah. until someone gives resistance, right? And then he backs off the resistance. Was like, "Hey, friend, hey, friend why are you what, like exactly? That? Oh, you don't want me biting you? What, what's wrong with that? Oh, my bad, my <laughs> bad." And he's always searching for, like, when he shows up, then he figures out who the general is. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. saddles with him. A because they share commonality, but B right. strength in numbers. Right. And I have somebody on my side at this point. Right. But. Any time he hits any kind of wall, he always backs off until, yeah. Yeah. you know, the end. But to see his character slowly, like, A, adapt to every situation and interact with the others, do it to where it's comedic, yeah. but it's not untrue. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, like, it's not like he was going for a laugh. Yeah. He was just reacting to the situation, and it provokes a humorous response from yeah. the viewer. Uh, he was fantastic. He really should have been nominated. Oh, I agree. He steals a film. Yeah, and but it's and his character is so consistent throughout because the only reason he is on Sam Jackson's side and in a way becomes like kind of a protagonist, he doesn't learn the error of his ways and respects black people. I'm not saying about that. It's because he's in the situation that he's in, and these fuckers try to poison him. Well, and if Sam Jackson had, was the only honorable one left. Right, exactly. Everybody else was to blame. Whether yeah. or not you put the poison in, you were still complicit in right. trying to fucking poison as many of us as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was fun to watch his his like just his journey through the film, like how he within that because uh, he's like he's out there like banging posts every ten feet. Like he he paid his dues to get into that house in a way. And then has to kind of maneuver the situation with Sam Jackson. Well, first against Sam Jackson, and then eventually with Sam Jackson. Once you find out that there's a there's a traitor or multiple traitors in their midst, you know, for Daisy Damagoo, which is a great name, a great name. Um, but I also enjoyed. I thought Jennifer Jason Lee. This is a great way for her to come back. She hasn't done something yeah. in a long time. She talked about how she almost turned it down, and so she, I, it was so much fun to how, see her. Why doing it. in the world would she ever turn it down? Well, I think because she's done. Like she's a mom now, and she's settled. She has her money. Her husband but, makes money. They were fine. Yeah, but Tarantino comes to you and is like, yeah. "I got this great part for you." Right? It's Tarantino, right? And you know that <clears throat> if nothing else, the movie is going to be made with so much love, yeah, so much care. He has taken his time to create a, a gorgeous world. Yeah. Now, whether or not it succeeds for the viewer, as said. <clears throat> You can never deny the the beauty that he brings yeah. to every film. Yeah. Even when like Inglorious Bastards, uh, I don't think I'll ever rewatch again. Wow. Okay. I like the bastards and that's it. The mm. every other storyline for me just kinda like I don't know, this seems like too many ideas. Too you many don't cooks like the in French the kitchen. Girl? No. And no. I don't like the cinema stuff and I don't Christoph Waltz is great. Yeah. But it's just like uh I wanted the bastards against Christoph Waltz and let's just oh, okay. have that movie. Okay. Um but that being said, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
every scene, even even things that should be like kind of stunt casting ish with Mike Myers is excellent. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I, in no way did I go. Oh, this just seems like they met at a cocktail party yeah. and they're buddies, and he could do a good British accent. Fuck it, why not? No, that. There was genuine, like, Myers yeah. took the time to create the character that yeah. Quentin wanted. You could tell it was particular, and he was like, this is the type of guy that I want. And yeah. He does it in every film, even when I don't like the film necessarily. Yeah. I don't like it because I compare it to his other movies that I think are some of the best hmm. that have been made in the past 20 years. Wow. I mean, he makes some of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's it. You're stacking okay. up against, you know, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, and yeah. you, you know, you've made some incredible films. Um, for me, it's in the top. For me, it's in the top three. Hayflaters. Hayflaters. Yeah, of his films. Well, you're on what? That Kill Bill and what? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. I don't. I don't revere Pulp Fiction as much as everybody else. And I've seen it multiple, multiple fucking times. I just don't revere it as much. I think Reservoir is my favorite. Reservoir absolutely is my number one. But uh, I, I like Pulp because it's stylistically like you could see there's still a lot of the reservoir aspects mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but now they're fleshing out and having more fun with the characters and setting up an interesting world yeah and that's what i was like wow this i mean it's it's just so believable i could take or leave the uma thurman travolta storyline my only storyline is that my is is the bruce willis like you like i would only watch this like the only storyline i would watch in pulp fiction is the bruce willis storyline that's the only storyline that's of any interest to me really the the because the girlfriend drives a ton of people crazy in that Oh, does she really? Yeah. Oh, I think she's perfectly for what for what he is. That's the kind of woman he would absolutely end up with. Someone who's not necess- who's like a bit of a tough deal, but also so sweet because he had such a shitty or tough upbringing, you know. And so it's like, so it makes sense to me that he end up like a mother figure, a pseudo mom figure, because he was a, he grew up with a, what you would assume is a single mom. So I didn't mind the girl. I like that. Um, so so with this though, I, I was engrossed with every character. And when they did, the only negative, the only motherfucking negative is Channing Tatum. He is so out of his depth in this film, and it's a pain. It's a pain to me to see him in this because I'm like, there's probably a million other actors that could have killed this shit. Like Jake Gyllenhaal would have done this in his sleep. And so it was. But I think this is what Tarantino does sometimes. Like you're talking about with Mike Myers, where he does this weird kind of stuff. Yeah, but Tatum, sometimes. like Tatum's going to be the new Fairly Brothers. Yeah, that's what I think. He's good comedy. Well, I don't no, think he's good here. He's getting these shots at these type, like, yeah. varied, wide array of movies. Right. Whether or not he gets to do another one like this again, right. who knows? It's a pretty crazy rise for a guy that used to be a male dancer. Yeah, well, there's all kinds of stories like that. I oh, mean, I got nothing against it. Yeah. Good on you, man. I mean, the rumor I'm surprised by how much I ended up now enjoying you. Yeah. For uh, the yeah, longest oh. time, I was resistant to him and be like, fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. He was a dancer. Like, I, like I didn't even comedies. know about the exotic. I just knew about, like, he did, like, hip-hop videos and shit like that. <laughs> and you're like, no, man, I'm yeah. not buying you. Like, you, who knows? You're yeah. the Casper dude that bangs J-Lo. You got a shot, yeah. and you took it. Good for you. Well, look and, at Marky Mark. I mean, same kind of thing, yeah. you know? So, But I but I, I don't think he, I think he's out of place in the film. I think he's, he sticks out like a sore thumb. So ah, he didn't bother me at all. Really? No. Fuck, man. That's the one problem I had with the film was him. Wait, just by the time he came in. He's a believable second in that film. His, his part was so small. Yeah, and the movie was basically done. You're like, okay, I don't care because wow. he's not the focus of it, and he he gets destroyed pretty quickly. Yeah, it really does. So he's in and out, and you're like, yeah. okay, that's fine. But it's the whole care. reason they're having the confrontation in the in the cabin. So I thought it, it would be better to have someone who's like, who was a who, who you believe could really yeah, lead but, a gang of but the of way that crazy guys like this. But the way that Quentin ha- handled that character is almost like he didn't care about that character either because mm. it's brought in so quickly. Yes, he is. 
you know, he's Oz in that he's behind the curtain. He's right. the one pulling all the strings of all of these people. Right. But by the time we get to see him, he exists for such a short amount of time that it's he's kind of an afterthought. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying. Just for me, it bothered me because if he's going to lead this gang, it's supposedly this like legendary gang of of criminals. That's not the guy. That, I'm sorry, that's not the guy. That's maybe the guy they pick up in a small town. But well, he's not a leader, in my opinion, because Jennifer Jason Lee, that's a ruthless woman, a ruthless person. True, period. but like, what do you want? Like, what type of brooding character type of... Just someone someone believable is what I would say. That's the only answer I have for you, man. I mean, Gyllenhaal, like I said, Gyllenhaal would have killed that part. Uh, and you know, Heath Ledger would have... Re- oh, my God. Heath Ledger would have been fantastic in that part if he's still alive. There's a number of younger actors I think you could have cast in that part. So that's so like you just watched Brokeback. <laughs> that's what it does. <laughs> Thinking of guys in westerns, apparently, but it's not really a western. So and Hathaway would have been great. Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> and Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean it's just as the guys that think it. But like, so it was the only thing that took me out of the the thing. But like you said, it's a small enough part that it didn't like affect the overall enjoyment I had of the movie. Um, you're right. Once the turn happens, it is a blast to be in that cabin. Oh, it's so much fun to see all the games that are being played amongst all of them. I mean, Damian Bashir. Almost steals every scene he's in with that characterization he's doing of the Mexican guy, which is brilliant. I know. I, mean, I, I wanted brilliant. to stay with that character for so long. No shit, dude. So much fun. at first fun. you're like, Sam, Minnie hired a Mexican guy. What do you fucking care? <laughs> That's such a big deal. What do you care? And yeah, as that might. builds, sign that you say no Mexicans. Mexican. This is the way he says Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> but... And it's like, oh, that, so I know you're full of shit. Right. And then those two motherfuckers, I know, and you almost drank it, so we're on the same side now yeah. against these assholes. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? But yeah, just that slow, <coughs> that scene with Goggins asking Sam Jackson yeah. questions about Abe Lincoln's letter, and the look on Kurt Russell's face when Goggins just breaks out laughing yeah. and Sam Jackson does is like, yeah, you know what? It's 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 who a lie. Who fucking cares? It's yeah. a lie. It's a lie. And it's gotten me this far. Yeah. It's helped me survive. But this, this and that's what I enjoyed. This the script is so tight, man. It's such a fun script. And it bothers me to no end that it wasn't nominated. It's such a good script and exposes so much. We talked about this on the twenty fifteen show, so I don't want to get too deep into it, but like it exposes a lot of what's topically going on now, the black and white thing that's is popping up now, even more so with the but the Oscars are that hashtag Oscars so white thing that's going on. And then the whole stuff with, with Goggins, the whole stuff about male-female interaction. Like, a lot of women uh, and a lot of other critics have written articles about how they feel this is that Quentin is, like, basically doing torture porn with a woman. And it's like, I never got that feeling at all through the film. You could do that. But I'm a guy, so I don't know. I can't speak it from a gender place, you know? I, so. I think that that's like a a small vocal minority, yeah, that is banging the drum the loudest on a non-issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think so either. I, I, I thought- according to online, people can be triggered by anything. Yeah, true. So it's all noise to me now. Okay. Just like, oh, you're offended by that? I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't. Because that means literally nothing to me. Just yeah. because you're offended doesn't mean that your opinion is more valid than the person that's expressing the one that offends you to that degree. Right, right, right. Shut up. <laughs> I don't, you're part of the noise because everybody is offended by something. Yeah. So if we kowtow to everybody's fucking you know, tastes and wants, then there's nothing. Yeah. We're bland. We're the boring society from every like futuristic 
you know, movie where they're just it, everybody, everybody wears one color. It's like white and black and oh, just a sterile environment. Right. We can't offend. We can't say we can't do. We can't. All right, fine. Go fuck yourselves. I can't. You just can't. I mean, if it was, if you just watch it and be like, there's no way to view this as anything but. Yeah. But the fact that if my wife watched that and she'd be like, no. Yeah. What you're saying is invalid. Yeah. Would my wife like that movie? No. <laughs> not a cup of tea. No, not right. in the slightest. But right. at the same time, I know her, you know, backwards and forwards. And yeah. She, there's no way she's going to go, yeah, that was clearly yeah. that. Like, yeah, I felt that way too, which is why I was, uh, when I went and saw it a second time, I really tried to focus on that mentally. Because I, I, I'm not 100% in that camp of like, oh, everyone's offended by it. Like, I think there's some things that are legitimate to be offended by, and there's things that should be changed in the society, and I'm okay with that. Um, the other side of it is, yeah, you have, a, you have everybody being offended by everything, I'm sure. Uh, but I went back in, it gives me, like in my mind, I'm like, okay, let me see. I went back in and saw it a second time. I don't get it. I don't get that vibe. I don't get that vibe. She's a tough woman. She fights to live. She's a survivor. She's a killer. She's a killer. She's and a goddamn killer. It says there, the hateful eight. It's in yeah. the title. And so she is not meant to be some kind she of... She lives longer than a few other characters. Yeah. And some people were saying like, oh, well, you know, we don't really know what you did. We just never told... And it's like, man, look, we don't know what anybody did. We just are handed the, the, the dialogue. We're handed the exposition. Yeah. The story the starts here. Right. And so we have to accept what's being handed to us and play within that and play in that sandbox. And to me, because of her reaction and her her just blow shit happens in front of her she deals with it immediately and then she's moving on to surviving she just has that instinct and so i i I enjoyed the shit out of her character and didn't think any kind of torture porn and them hanging her was they did that as an homage to the character of kurt russell because kurt russell hangs people exactly they're both gonna die so they're not gonna die and just let her live we can't let her live because we know she is guilty right and she'll find a way to turn us against each other she will fucking find a way or Maybe perhaps that gang does show up and she gets to walk away and then they yeah. rape and pillage and do whatever else they right. want because there's nobody to stand up to them. Good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, no, she needs to die just like it's implied that everybody dies. Yeah. Because you don't know technically if Sam Jackson and Goggins eventually bleed out. Well, I would imagine so. Yeah, assume so, especially Sam Jackson. Yeah. Nut shot. Right. You're done. Yeah. Well, and no one's coming because of the blizzard. So. Yeah. And Who knows how long that's going to go on for? Exactly. So you know, um, did you enjoy uh, the like Michael Madsen, Tim Roth? Did you enjoy the Bruce Dern? What sure. They were doing? And, like I was saying before, with the once the turn happened, yeah, I need to see it again because maybe it'll make me appreciate the the top end more. Okay. Tim Roth to me was this dandy, weird, yeah, like whoa, okay, this this, this character has a lot of eccentricities, right? Uh, in a room full of eccentric characters, yeah. this one stands out the most. Now, after the twist, and you see that he's playing a part. Yeah. Okay, may, now I want to go back and, and watch and see more of how Tim Roth felt his character should be playing this part. So yeah. to watch him and study him and, and, and see what he did with it, because he's an f- a excellent actor. Yeah. So he made choices. So now I want to see what those choices were. Right. Um. So yeah, I need to go back and rewatch, but I still think that that it's too front loaded for me. Okay, to absolutely love it and think it's one of the be- his best, right? But it's definitely it's better than a few others for me. Yeah, did you like the score? The Ennio Morricone loved score? it, right? Great stuff. Loved it. Loved the the vibe it put you. Loved in. it so much that when he put in a contemporary song, I yeah. was kind of bummed. Yeah. that he had switched, even though that's a Quentin hallmark, right. of peppering those in. 
I was just like, oh, I was really enjoying yeah. this score so much. Yeah. It was really fun. I mean, there was a lot of homages to other westerns, which was so it was enjoyable to watch in that way. I mean, I felt like um, this, there was some sequences, like the song that was being played while he while Michael Madsen walks out to kill the black kid that's that's in the or the black guy. I don't know what was the, this song? The, it's it's it felt to me very much like um, um, the Warren Beatty uh, western with uh, oh, what's her name? It oh with Julie Christie. Um, God, I, I can't no remember. No clue it. on that one. Son of a good. It's all set like a lot. It's a, snowy. It's very snowy most of the time. Oh damn, I can't remember. But it put it in my mind, like in my head, uh, oh, that kind of western. Um, so I appreciated that. I appreciated the places they went with it. Um, God, I wish I could remember the name of it. I'm sorry, I can't. Well, it seems as though you're trying to look it up right now. I'm going to look it up. Right so you're now. just kind of stalling. Yes. I was just letting you, you flounder over there. You're and going to like, talk. How long can you juggle? Uh, that's all I wanted to see. How long could you? How fast could you do it? Come on, buddy. What do you got? I know it's there. Warren Beatty. Now you got to go through seventies. Seventies. Oh, we're in the seventies. Do a so western. Many. Because I don't know that I. I, He's only I don't know which one you're talking wow. about. He's only acted in thirty-two things. That's Shut amazing. up. There's no way. McCabe and Mrs. Miller. That's oh. Yeah. I I don't think I've seen more than. Oh, okay. Quick flashes of that movie. Okay. I know that I've seen like a chunk here, a chunk there. Yeah. But I've never. It's never an unusual western, man. It's very much a neo western. So, like to see it coming, there were images of it or uh, homages to it. I thought through the film, and and so I enjoyed that. And as as a fan of westerns, it was fun to see that. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say? Um, no. I mean, you know, what we talked about before. Certain aspects of it should have been nominated, mm-hmm. or at least part of the discussion. Yeah. I wish. I wish we could see. Kind of like with the NBA All Star voting, who came oh, in second, yeah. who came in like who is just off yeah. of making it into this mix? Yeah, because I think that's something where if something gets snubbed, can we at least talk about the potential chance that they had to make it in? Give right. them something because they should have been in this conversation. Yeah, as best supporting, I mean Goggins would be tough to take down. I'd take him over Ruffalo and Spotlight. Wow, that's um, a strong statement. Okay, just because he is so excellent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Ruffalo's great. I'm not taking it away from Ruffalo. Right. But I think Goggins does more heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's, but, yeah. Do you like the direction? Yeah. It's yeah. Quentin, yeah. you know, finding something else. Be like, I've never done a movie like this. Right. Even though I just did a Western. And people are, you know, he jumps around. He pivots yeah. so often yeah. that to see him do a back-to-back right after Django, yeah. go... Oh, another one. All right. You're in a kind of a Western mood. But this one was completely different. Yeah. And uh, what we talked about before in the 2015, I also like the fact that it's such a small setting. Yep. It's just a room and a carriage. Yep. There's a few exteriors here and there with the barn and, yeah. and the outhouse for one scene and whatnot, but it's yep. really just that room and the carriage. Right. And that's why I think it has echoes of Reservoir Dogs in that way. You know, going back to his first film he ever made, it's all in one room. You got to find out who the traitor is, you know, and then who's been doing what to who. And and then you're waiting to see if anyone shows up or what's going to happen. So I enjoy that in that way. Uh, What did you think about the the sequence with him telling him how he killed Bruce Dern's son, like having him suck his dick and everything? What did you think about that? Uh, That was tough to watch. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just knew like, wow, we're really going here. Like, really, like, full yeah. on. And am I to believe that Sam Jackson actually had him did this? I don't know, man. So now we have homosexuality leanings and a former 
I'm assuming he was a slave at one point and then was a freed man and then fought against, you know, yeah. the likes of Bruce Stern and I wouldn't even say it's homosexual. It's about power. Like it is in prison. It was about subduing him and make. And so, some people have this in their mind. Like I, I would never in my mind, in any way, shape, or form, to exact revenge, make somebody blow me. That would just never in my mind would ever occur to me. I'm a straight guy. There's nothing wrong. Obviously, I don't judge anyway. Anyway, it just would never occur to me. But for some people, it does. Like I, I well, think of if I was ever in prison, I would never want to screw another guy in the ass. It would just would never occur to me. Because it's not something I would want to do. But it's a power thing, man. And that's what it seemed like to me in the movie. It was a way of, of humiliating him and debasing that guy to the nth degree and then killing him. Yeah. Which is a terrible vengeance to wreak, but some people have it within them. Well, it just makes you think that the massacre that Bruce Dern committed yeah. was so atrocious Yeah, that Sam Jackson just feels that any kind of revenge is justified and worthwhile. I suppose. Left me with a bad taste in my mouth, uh, so to speak. So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part was. It's just like, uh, especially when it made that twist. Like everything else is just like, and then I got him naked and walked him through the snow. And yeah, like, that's terrible. And then, you know, I almost fucking... felt sympathy for the guy. A little bit, right? Well, that's a look. You're going to kill him. Yes. So there is at some point a humane way to do this. Sure. You're already committing the ultimate. You're going to take away. So. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, I understand the revenge and everything else, and, and it makes you know sense. But it's not like yeah. this guy actually did it because he would have been a young kid, right? He, you're blaming his father, and now you're doing. You're already going to kill him, right? That's asking a lot of somebody who's technically innocent, right? Well, once again, is it, the only reason we put that on Sam Jackson is because in a way he's the protagonist of the movie, but the movie is the hateful eight, and what he did, yeah, is pretty hateful. You know, as a, you could hate him as a person because he's that's way too far. But that's you didn't way too far. You didn't see what uh, what what he did in his past. Right. To turn him into one of the hateful eight. Right. You hear about it and things sure. like that. But you're left to, you know, your own devices thinking about and constructing whatever that reality is. Yeah. 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 Whereas the what unfolds in front of you and they're like, well, the morality of this situation is. Yeah. These two are technically in the right. Right. Uh, but. They're shitty people, so yeah, it's a technicality within this moment. Exactly, exactly. Well, it's fun. It was so to me, it's a fun film. I enjoy the hell out of it. I think yeah. this is a great comedy. To me, it's a comedy. Uh, I don't. It's because of the buckets of blood. Yeah, as soon as you see the the vomiting, it's a black comedy. Yeah, it's full on. If you don't realize at that point, yeah, yeah, then you're never going to get <laughs> the fact. Get it. <laughs> right. uh, all right, is there anything else you want to say about it? Um, no, thanks for uh, putting up with us, yeah, jabbering on all week. <laughs> Five shows in one week. It's a lot. Especially with yesterday's. Yeah, yeah. The best. Well, we made up for people missing us for the week we were away. We got a lot of tweets and comments of like, where are they? I can't run without the top ten show, things like that. Yeah, it was, it was nice to hear. So it, was it was really nice to hear. to hear. Absolutely, absolutely. So we thought we'd come back pretty strong this week and exhaust um, our voices. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is, uh, I went to bed, like, you already know the backstory yeah, of this. Got up, you know, or 10 minutes before you got here. How do people communicate with us? Uh, contact us on Gmail, top10podcast at Gmail, all spelled out. Right. Or on Twitter at... Top10show, also all spelled out. Uh, follow Matt at Matt Nost. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Roca Says. And also like us on Facebook, The Top 10. Um, and if you can't find us, tweet us. I will answer or, uh, yeah, I will answer... <laughs> on Twitter and give you the information that you need 
or you comment on YouTube, and then both of us can give you the information that you and, need. Uh, or on iTunes. Well, this is on Friday, so at this point, hopefully, you already know. But I, I forgot to look into whether or not SoundCloud op- uh, updates via RSS, or oh. I've got to separately upload. Okay. If I can lazily just attach it to the RSS feed, because then that's the way Stitcher right. updates. And when I up, so basically, when I put it on up for the public, it just goes out mass. Right. So if I can figure out a way to do that for SoundCloud, or it automatically does it, boom, yeah. we are on SoundCloud as well. Right. Uh, but we are on Stitcher. Um, I don't know if you can leave comments about the show there. Uh, no, no, because no, you have no, to Stitcher. I tried using the the like from a PC and it doesn't yeah. work. Okay. So you gotta download the app and I think that's the the only way to really access and get in and search okay. for things and stuff like that. Okay. Um so if there's a way, please leave us a comment there. Of course. No please. idea. Thanks for all the comments on iTunes. We're still getting a couple new ones Great. every week, even though we haven't made that plea in a long time. Yeah. And uh we're almost to a thousand on Twitter and on Facebook, so it'd yep. be nice to get us there as well. Uh, I know because there's there's more than a th- obviously there's thousands of you guys that listen to us, which we appreciate. So we'd like to get more people. So please, as Matt said a couple of weeks ago, the 2016 mission is to, for you to tell a friend, tell a them, friend, hook them onto our show. We don't seem to disappoint. <laughs> we never get people texting us and telling us or tweeting us rather and telling us that, hey, I tried you guys out. You guys suck. Like, no one's done that. So no. it's been really nice. The nice thing people is if somebody has a, a disagreeing opinion, yeah. more often than not, they'll be like, here's why. Yeah. And good, you know, good on you. Right. It's like, it's, it's a fucking opinion. Yeah. It's my opinion and your opinion and their opinion. Right. And it's just a fucking opinion. No yeah. one's right. That's right. Uh, we're on a, a bowl of opinion soup. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It all tastes the same, son. That's beautiful. It all tastes the same. That is beautiful. <laughs> We're all in a bowl of opinion soup, and it all tastes beautiful. That really flies in the face of my, if you have a grievance, if you're offended by something, fuck you. Well. Yours is inclusive, and mine is yeah. exclusive. You got to have both. To the yin and the yang. <laughs> you gotta, it's got to balance You soften my harder edges, John. I appreciate that, which is interesting from Redline Roca. <laughs> well, I know. love that that has kind of taken off. <laughs> People know, do man. reference it. I fucking love that to no end. Redline Roca, bringing the razor's edge. <laughs> we got to get you something wrestling. We're, we're going to do it. Something wrestling. Yeah, this is coming up on the Schmodown. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, you'll hear on this on Friday. Maybe Christian's made an announcement by now, but the rumors are this phase six is coming back. The Schmodown's going to come back, and it's going to be a, a barn burner, so to speak. So it'll be fun. Yeah, hopefully so. Me and Mance. Uh, all right. Uh, is that everything? We've done all of I think so. Plugs? That's everything. Um, okay. Thanks for uh, listening this week. Yeah. Uh, it's the longest one we've done. Yeah, why not? To close it's a out. Friday. Sure. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Hopefully, we didn't uh, drive you nuts by putting out five this week. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it for me. Thanks for listening <laughs> all week. It's fantastic. All right, guys. It was a blast. Uh, we'll talk to you all next time.